0: Let me ask you something, does your work make you happy? Do you know what your potential is and do you use it? Do you deliver value that you're truly proud of?
1: This is the Happy Work Podcast, where we discuss all the things we can do to make our work and with it, our life better.
0: I can sell ice to Eskimos. What a terrible, terrible thing to say and what a terrible mindset to have. When I first started in sales, this was the mentality. It's like you need to learn how to sell to the point where you can sell anything to anyone. Oh,
1: okay. So it's just about the, the, the actual act of selling.
0: Right. And so I'm writing this book, right? It's a little booklet on discipline and sales. And one of the things that I brought up to you was, you want to know what most salespeople are terrified of? making a phone call, like picking up the phone, dialing, and God forbid, somebody answers the line. Yeah. yeah. And you being you, you said, yeah, but what are they really afraid of? And then I said, well, I think they're afraid of rejection. And you're like, okay, but what are they really afraid of? <laughs> no,
1: no, I asked, why are they afraid of rejection? Rejection always has something deeper that makes us potentially sh- feel shame,
0: mm-hmm.
1: something that we either experienced or something that we just learned through others um, to be true.
0: Well, that word that you just said, shame, that's what really kicked off the conversation because you said, well, why would they be shameful? Yes,
1: why would there be shame behind anything that you do? Right. Because you know of something. Exactly. You know something. You know that you're selling ice to Eskimos. Right. What is that? I mean, it's it's a beautiful analogy for what? You're not selling value.
0: Right. Exactly. You are literally selling things that people don't need and you know it. And if you don't know it, but you feel weird doing the sale or you're afraid to pick up the phone or just the whole transaction keyword there feels off because you are not providing value.
1: Yeah, you, you realize that you're not in this for the other person that's going to pick up the phone. You're in this for yourself. And you're afraid to, for that person to find out. You're afraid that it's going to be so obvious for that person that you're totally going to be in a spotlight of guilt. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be unmasked. And you're going to be exposed. And you're going to be naked, yeah. left with nothing, except your weak-ass sales proposition.
0: Oh my God, yeah. And I think that a lot of salespeople listening to this, you probably know if that's you. You have like this killer sales pitch, and you go out there, but at the end of the day, you just feel yeah, terrible.
1: The sales pitch is all you have. All you have is how. How do I have to approach the client? What do I have to say If that person says this, then I have to say that. But you don't have a proper why. Mm -hmm. You you know that you're lacking a why, even though you have the most polished how and what, without the why, that value is not there. So all the what and the how in the world is not going to save you.
0: Yeah, and that really changes your entire approach when you actually come from a place of why. Whether you work for someone or you work for yourself and you're selling, selling becomes such a different process. It's like you get to give something that you really care about. There you go. And bonus, you get paid for it.
1: Use the word, you give. The problem with selling is the word selling. It's the definition of selling. Selling is the act of offering something for money Mm -hmm. where we always say you should take money out of the equation you should not show up because of the money you should show up because you have something to offer and you have something to offer that is of value because you know that very value that that thing offers to that person will take care of something that this person truly needs but without this being true all you're left is you you're only left with the act of selling. Mm-hmm. And we should not glorify selling for the sake of selling. Selling should be that which needs to happen in order for value to be offered.
0: It's literally just the path, right? It's yeah. the, the process, the transaction. You can be transactional in that point. What that means is literally just the exchange of it.
1: Yeah, it's the last bit of the journey. But it's not the journey itself. No. It's not why you are on that journey. That's the
0: transformative aspect of it.
1: Yeah, you're here to transform. That's very very right. That's real value. What defines real value is its transformative aspect. And actually, I wanted to share something. Can I share something at this point? I I realized something. So the other day we got a treadmill, right? We now have a treadmill. I realized we got a treadmill without a screen, our treadmill does not have a TV. It does not have any, you know, iPad holder. One, It's just a bare treadmill. And mind you, there's some purpose behind it. Um, the thing is that whoever came up with the idea of the treadmill had a value to offer. It was about making it easier for people to move. Because maybe you don't have beautiful pathways or a forest close by, where you can go and move and walk, but you like walking. So what do you do? You bring that pathway into your house. That's a legit value offering because it benefits the person in a sense that that person is now walking, has movement, and through the movement experiences some kind of betterment. It's either a mental health improvement or a physical health improvement. However, because there were a lot of salespeople that came after that and realized there's a giant market we can milk. They tried to find out, how can we make this product more attractive? Not how can we serve the need that's at the heart better, but how can we sell more of it? And they realized by making walking easier, more fun, by distracting people from the actual value that is at the heart of the treadmill. Because now you go to a, any fitness center and you see all those futuristic treadmills with those screens and, and connections and all that. And they're just here to make you forget that you're actually walking. They distract you from the very value that's at the heart. The very thing that the first person that actually wanted to walk at home was going for is now out the window. And now it's just about... A screen everywhere. When the aspect is really focus on the walking, focus on yourself. Be in silence and just feel your body moving.
0: Wow. I mean, you saying that really, I'm sure some people out there are listening and they're like, okay, yeah, but I like to not know that I'm working out. Well, you need to reflect on that question. Why do you work out? You really need to reflect on that question because there's so much noise out in the world. And that's a whole nother episode that we've already done and we'll do more in the future. But reflect on it because you're incredibly, absolutely, fundamentally right about that original value offer of the treadmill.
1: Yeah, it's why would you want a treadmill? Just, you know, just to watch more TV and while doing so losing a couple of pounds. The problem with that is you're now a victim of the sales process. Mm-hmm. You have been sold something you actually don't care about because When we eat, we should be eating, we should be enjoying our food. When we're walking, we should be walking. And when salespeople come and they don't have a value offer that is actually aligned with a true human need, in this case, the true human need is health Or, or it's refocusing on yourself. Everything that a screen is not doing for you, we have now just added to it, we just add to it. Another example I have, and I'm guilty of it too, I like to watch movies on planes. However, we should not forget that flying is still magic. It's impossible. We're not supposed to be flying. But the fact that we have all these entertainment systems around us distract us from the magic in our life. And that's exactly what sales offerings are doing when they don't focus on the why, just how and what. More of it. More of the distraction, more of the whipped cream, more on, you know, the cherry on top to distract from the fact that you actually don't need that. And then, of course, when you add all those things as a salesperson, it kind of makes it easier to sell it on spec because you have more features to sell. However, the good salesperson will question the validity of that sales offer by saying, yeah, but... Does that thing really take care of a need that the person that's about to pick up the phone truly has? And when the answer is, I don't know, or probably not, that's when the imposter in the salesperson should resurface and be like, you should probably not call. You should probably not even sell this thing.
0: And that is when, if that question arises, and let's say you work for someone and you're having a hard time in the sales aspect of your job, Yeah, then you really have to ask yourself, are my values aligned with the company's values? Do they even know what their values are? Do they know why they exist? If if you are even entertaining these questions, that's already a red flag that potentially this is not a right place for you. Yeah, And if you are a salesperson, because you're, you know, you have your own business and you're the one that does the selling. If you have a hard time asking somebody to pay for your service, then you need to once again, reflect. Yeah. And is what I am offering delivering value. Yeah. True, real, human, emotional, needed value.
1: And not, is my sales script off? Right. Because that's what... Is what... my
0: marketing funnel off? My email yeah. funneling off?
1: Yeah. It, it, you, we keep asking those two questions, but without the first question of the why, your sales script, your marketing, all of that does not matter. That, that's probably also the most important thing we've ever said. And we keep getting back to it. To learn to ask... The uncomfortable, crucial, fundamental questions, the ones that we don't like to look at because they're uncomfortable and they make, they probably will make us question a lot of what we're doing right now. We don't like that. But that's where the answer lies. <laughs> if you feel as much as just a little bit uncomfortable about asking people to see what you have to offer, about just calling them and proposing something, then it's not because what you do or how you do it is off. Granted, I mean, there are people who are not good at selling, and even sure. though they have great value to offer, they just cannot pull it off because somehow it's they're not, not for delivering them. it.
0: Right, it's not, not for them.
1: It's not for them, or maybe they're missing something, and then training becomes key. Mm-hmm. But if you train someone... On selling something that has no value, you're polishing a turd. Point you, blank. You, you are you're trying to infuse something with meaning that has none. And that's unfair. It's unfair towards a person that's expect to pay for it. That's why you should feel bad. It's unfair to ask for money for something that will just limit the person. And, and see it that way. For the salespeople out there that feel bad about what they're offering. You you might not think that you're limiting someone. You you probably just think, yeah, that person probably doesn't need it. It's wrong. If you make someone buy something they don't need, you've limited their sales power because now they have less money available for things they truly need. But you also uh, you you also make them a mass clutter in their space. Now they have more stuff in their house that distracts them. You 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 make them also liable for things like returning it, being infuriated about it, being frustrated about it. All these things limit a person's happiness. So you have to understand that not only do you limit your own happiness by not offering value and still trying to sell it, but you also limit the happiness and and the resources of the people you're trying to sell to.
0: This might sound woo-woo to some of you, but you know, you have, if you don't enjoy selling what you're selling because you know it's a it's junk yeah you are that negative energy transfers in that process and it ends up with that other person so you need to really reflect on if you are a salesperson what is it what what kind of transaction are you doing and then ask yourself hey in that limitation that I have in that other person, am I also limiting myself in my life? When I purchase things, when somebody sells to me, is that same thing happening? I mean, it opens up the floodgates for so many questions and revisions and reflections in your life yeah. as a salesperson.
1: Yeah. And, and and I think it will put a lot of things into perspective. Like, for example, why do we have salespeople of the month? It's terrible. Oh, yeah. It's terrible to, to, to glorify the only the transactional aspect of your work. Oh, this guy closes a lot. Closing. It's just called closing. Closing is really just the, 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 the finalizing aspect of an entire value chain that you have to offer. What about best provider of value? The person that was the best able to deliver that value, not just on spec, but really like the way it's supposed to arrive at the other person and then follows through. It, it's, it just bothers me. It just bothers me that we are normalizing this level of greed and transactionalism as the thing our work is about. Mm-hmm. Work is not about that. Yeah,
0: we even celebrate it.
1: Yeah, don't, don't reduce yourself to that, to that aspect because... I'm telling you, sooner or later, it's going to hit home in a very, very bad way. You will realize that that's all you amounted to. It's all you ever did. All you ever did was forcing shit down people's throats. Stuff they cannot afford, they don't have room for, they don't have the mental space and capacity for. When they really have to focus on their livelihood, on their health, on their on their finances, on their survival, you come and clutter their lives with bullshit they don't need. That's the responsibility that we all have. When we have a business or work for business, that is a huge responsibility. And as you said... You work for a business and you realize that there is a gap between how you feel and what you have to deliver. You have to question the validity of the mission behind it, the very value that sits at the heart of the company. And if you cannot find any, don't bend yourself backwards in making yourself fit. You have to have the guts to either speak up and say like, we have to readjust that value or you go and create that value yourself because you feel that you're empowered to do so, that's the only way things are going to change. That is the only way things are going to get better.
0: So everyone stay tuned because we're going to be putting together a sales workshop around this. It's such an in, like an important topic. And those of you that are doing true emotional value work, you need to deliver your message, but in a way that's not, we're just so used to doing it in a way that's very aggressive that um, our goal is really just to to approach it in a way that's just completely full of value. So thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time.